Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of radio. Hello. Greetings. Greetings. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us, Doctor. Is it Lewin? Lowen. Lowen, Lowen. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. Uh just a little heads up. Uh we just found out yesterday we have COVID. I'm on the back end of it, so I'm sounding a lot better than I did two days ago. Fortunately, my wife is right in the thick of it. So if you hear coughing that's that's her unfortunately (laughs) but uh yeah we're super excited (laughs) we are we're thrilled thank you so much for joining us my pleasure and oh wow that is an awesome office you have there i just noticed thanks babe you see this i do see that that's amazing is that what we need to do to your office babe i mean (laughs) yeah probably no (laughs) all right um, so yeah, basically, I don't know if you listen to the podcast or anything at all. Typically, we talk about good beer, bad movies. Probably going to skip the beer on this one, but um, but yeah, we watched Planet of the Dinosaurs, uh, but we also want to get to know you a little better, so we're going to be kind of just interviewing you, finding out a little bit about you before we get into the movie, if that's all right. You have any questions for us before we get started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a podcast. Um yeah, you don't have to do video if you don't want to. Yeah, no, no worries. I'm fine doing video, but you're not going to post that or. No, no, yeah, we, yeah, no need for that. You know, we we just do uh, strictly audio stuff for it's... well, ninety eight percent. And Steve does a little bit of editing, so if at any point you go like, you know what, I'd rather not have that in there, just yeah. let us know and we can flag it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's all good.
can't risk lives trying to tame dinosaurs. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Dinovember with a special bonus episode for 1977's Planet of Dinosaurs. But babe, we are not alone for this one. What? Oh, we are definitely not alone because it's Dinovember. And we love dinosaurs. Absolutely. We got a real dinosaur hunter here with us. Yeah. Or uh, I think it's officially a a paleontologist, a doctor of paleontology. Uh, Dr. Mark Lowen from University of Utah. Welcome. How's it going, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're doing great. Um, Yeah, if you want mind just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, like uh, how does one become a master paleontologist? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, basically, I'm a paleontologist because I like to time travel. And <laughs> it all started by looking at rocks and trying to figure out what rocks meant as far as what it would have been like had I been here 60 million years ago, 50 million years ago. And then once you figure out the rocks, you start asking questions about what was it actually like? What were the plants like? What were the animals like? And then that's really how my interest in paleontology came about. I started off in college as a chemist, ended up being a geologist, and then literally doing um, growth and biology of dinosaurs for my PhD. So I've, I've done the gambit from figuring out what rocks are to figuring out what dinosaurs are to figuring out how dinosaurs lived. And I now today I look at family trees of dinosaurs, how dinosaurs disperse around the planet, and who's related to who. Excellent. And uh, with all that kind of going into like dinosaur movies, are there particular favorite dinosaur movies that you have? Well, obviously the seminal movie is Jurassic Park. Um, it really changed a lot of things um, in modern culture. But we can go all the way back to Fantasia and some of the effects that had on dinosaur consciousness and actually seeing dinosaurs as living creatures for the first time. Um, And the movie we're going to watch today is a horrible movie, but (laughs) very interesting. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you you mentioned you uh, you study like the growth and stuff of dinosaurs. Uh, have you seen Carnosaur, the other nineteen ninety four dinosaur movie? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, shouldn't be mentioned in the same the same <laughs> as Jurassic Park. I, it <laughs> it's true, but uh, I, I'm just curious because uh, I don't know if you recall like how quickly the eggs grow in that. Uh, <laughs> in that movie, but in everything in general. Um, I'm not <coughs> think about dinosaurs, is dinosaurs do really grow crazy fast. I don't think their eggs grew that fast, um, but we're talking about dinosaurs coming out of eggs the size of ostriches and getting to four or 500 pounds in their first year, or oh, even, um, you know, animals getting to be four or five tons within four years of life. 
just ridiculous amount of growth. Um, one of the things about dinosaurs is how the way that they grew so big is they just increased their growth rate. They're some of the fastest growing animals that have ever walked the planet Earth. Yeah, it sounds like they grow almost exponentially because uh, you like that first year you're talking about growing, you know, an average of a pound a year and then yeah hundreds of pounds or, or a, a pound a day a pound a day yeah 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 that's nuts yeah do you think about <laughs> and and think about how much you have to eat to oh. to attain five or six tons by the age of four yeah and you know not at a hundred percent efficiency or anything like that either like you know <laughs> Yeah, that's nuts. But uh, wow, yeah, it sounds fascinating. One of my favorite lines from Walking with Dinosaurs, the BBC program, is, you know, they're talking about the baby sauropodlets hatching out, and you know, it's it's beginning its lifelong obsession with food. <laughs> it's probably true. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, dinosaurs are basically just simple-minded about food survival. Like that's that's it. Obviously, well, I guess most animals are kind of that way today, but just not to. I mean, the, the like more a, and more that we see um, behavior recorded in dinosaurs, the more that we're seeing bird-like behavior. You know, we, we actually know that some dinosaurs would lay their eggs in others' nests, kind of like um, birds will do today and have other animals raise their young. We know that um, Velociraptor, or a very close relative of Velociraptor, would lay their eggs in oviraptor nests. Um, which is a lot like the show um, Dinosaur Train, where you know somehow a T-Rex ends up in the nest of Pteranodon, uh, but I'm sure it didn't actually turn out as nice and happy as it does in that children's show. <laughs> yeah, or like the, the ugly duckling, like that kind of a scenario. <laughs> but I mean, we have dinosaurs that have died, you know, with their head tucked underneath their wing, we have dinosaurs trapped, you know, covering their nests. Um, there's a lot of bird-like behavior that we can tease out of dinosaurs. So I think if you showed up in the world of dinosaurs, a lot of the behaviors that you would see going around you would not be all that alien. You know, they would have reminiscences to our world today and some of the behaviors you see in the animal world. Excellent. And as uh, someone who's personally seen um, a team of ostriches trying to take a lockout on a gate and a <laughs> safari went on one time where like one's doing uh, the lookout and the other one's like ching 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 looking around ching 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 very uh, uh smarter than you might think <laughs> like they're good problem solving right yes and no one's ever called ostrich you know a brain surgeon but you know <laughs> they're actually smarter than you think yes and if uh, people wanted to hear more from you, uh, learn more about dinosaurs, stuff like that, where where would you recommend they reach out to you or touch base? I don't know. You can Google me. Um, I have a couple of videos online here and there. Um, I'm at the Natural History Museum of Utah in Salt Lake City and at the University of Utah. Excellent. Yeah, it's an amazing museum if you guys are ever in our neighborhood. We'll go with you. We got the, the early uh, membership. We're there, gosh, every two or three months, usually, just about, for uh, any time the exhibits come up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I teach two really, really um, enjoyable classes, at least for me. One of those is World of Dinosaurs, in which we delve into dinosaurs 
for an entire semester. And the other one is Science and Cinema, in which we review oh. good and bad science movies um, on different topics each week. So that's a lot of fun. All right. So when you guys talk about the core, <laughs> how many people drop the class immediately? It's the first movie we do. Oh, it really is? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start with the structure of the earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the foundation with the core. And, you know, we promise that it's going to get worse and better as the semester continues. Oh, oh that sounds like such fun class. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I got like, yeah, Armageddon, I'll allow it. Uh, Moonfall, it makes total sense. For some reason, the core just... I don't know. It aggravates me how uh, how silly it is, but yes. But have you seen the David Duchovny movie Evolution? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that one. It's painful and dated. Hi, <laughs> how dare you? Orlando Jones is a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here today to talk about uh, is is Planet Planet of Dinosaurs uh, brought up on the. In the class? It is not. We used to do field trips um, when we met live in World of Dinosaurs, and it would be one of the movies that we would watch on the bus on the way to Dinosaur National Monument or the Cleveland Lloyd Dinosaur Quarry. But um, there's so little dinosaurs, it actually lends itself to being watched in clips in class. <laughs> uh, do you remember your first time watching it by chance? Um, I, I I'm going to say it was 2003 or four. Oh, okay. Uh, just going over different movies that we could use as clips. Uh, interestingly, the animator for Planet of the Dinosaurs, Steven Zirkus, um, he actually, when he retired from Hollywood, he started a museum in Blanding, uh, Utah, which is still there and has lots and lots of movie memorabilia because um, obviously he was a fan of movies and dinosaurs. Um, so yeah, there's there's a bit of trivia right here in Blanding, Utah, at a museum um, in the middle of nowhere in the Four Corners area. Yeah, we're gonna have to check that out when oh, next yeah. time we're down. Uh, for my uh, for my fortieth last year, we uh, did a what was the it, dinosaur like ten, diamond. Ten, ten day trip of the dinosaur diamond, like going out to Vernal and Grand Junction and, and we did Price and everywhere. Yeah, Cleveland. And I actually, I actually think you missed the bottom part of the diamond because it it is that museum in Blanding. Exactly. If I, had I known it existed, uh, we even went down to uh, Mesa Verde, which I'm guessing. Oh, really? You just that you Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time. Next, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, babe, do you remember your first time watching this? um definitely would have been the rift tracks yeah the, so watching it, the the rift tracks or whatever i remember when i was like a four or five year old kid my my grandma when she was babysitting me had a vhs tape that had some some dinosaur stuff in it i don't remember the yeah. name of the movie or whatever watching this though i was like was this it because I, I would just fast forward the dinosaur parts because, you know, who cares about the rest? I don't know if it was like some other movie, but then Charlene, I would also follow. Charlene had this? Yeah, Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that, she, on one tape, she had this, Rocky 2 and Rocky 3. I hadn't watched the original Rocky until like 2002, <laughs> but I knew Rocky 2 and Rocky 3 by heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> and which one of these three just doesn't belong? Yeah, exactly. One of like, is all right, like the all right, Mr. T just lost. Let's find out what's going on with those dinosaurs. Yep, still fighting. <laughs> but uh, 
the interesting, I, I don't think this actually made it to the theaters. Yeah, which makes it even weirder why, like, this would be the one that, I don't know, there was a VHS copy of that my grandma got somehow. Like, maybe it was uh, on- I think that's the only life it had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe your pseudonym is uh, Director James K. Shea. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, the sad thing is, you know, this is a sci-fi movie that came out the same year as Star Wars. Yeah. I... <laughs> Another movie it should not be mentioned in the same sentence with. <laughs> so this is this is the the carnosaur to Star Wars. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Looking like at the the background of this, like yeah, the director is James K. Shea. Basically, this was their only directing credit, but they were the camera operator in like The Scavengers and Suburbia Confidential, which I hadn't never heard of. Um, and the story is by Jim Opperly, I think is how you say it. Uh, well, he only wrote this and a short The Age of Mammals, but he's a lighting tech decorator for uh, Trippet Studios on over 70 productions, including <clears throat> The Thing, Ghostbusters, Dreamscape, Troll, The Gate, Beetlejuice, Moonwalker, Gremlins 2, Drop Dead Fred, The Addams Family, Robocop 3, Cabin Boy, Tremors 2, Dinosaur, Scooby-Doo, Hellboy, Treasure Planet, Season of the Witch, the Nicolas Cage one, uh, Twilight movies and Gods of Egypt. Oh, so quite a career in lighting. So pure gold. Pure gold. He only works on gold. Right. Uh, <laughs> and you know, one of the, one of the things about this is, I have always wondered if it's a scam by the animators. You know, and basically, not to get ahead of ourselves, but yeah. the animation is this is claymation stop motion, um, and it's actually decently regarded as far as that goes. I mean, the dinosaurs are horrible. They didn't get the memo uh, seven years earlier that dinosaurs are more like birds. Um, you know, they're just horrible dinosaurs. But the stop motion animation is is good. Yeah. And so I wonder if, you know, Steven Zirkus and his friends in the business just set up this movie as a scam. Uh, because in the end, they sh- the entire budget was blown on special effects. To yeah. the point where some of the actors never even really got paid, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this was the lighting guy, you know, writing a movie and then having his buddy who could do stop motion doing the animation, and they just, it was a scam. Yeah, I, but, I mean, looking at the, the history of like, oh, yeah, this was the only thing they did, but <laughs> did these other things in the industry. It's like, yeah, they just got together one weekend. They knew a couple actor friends. Um, I said they didn't even change their names like Mary Appleseth plays well Cindy but she's around for about three seconds Harvey <laughs> Shane as Harvey Derna Wild as Derna yeah like Chuck as Chuck Charlotte as Charlotte like it's pretty... it's too difficult to actually learn your screen name so you just go with what you know yeah we gotta shoot all these walking scenes over the next two days so yeah, let's just go down to the desert in Southern California it's only like an hour and a half away yeah. And shoot a little bit, boom, we got a movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so for those that haven't seen the movie yet, you can watch it on Amazon Prime and it's raw, natural awesomeness. Or you can watch the Riff Tracks version. Honestly, Riff Tracks take some of the long pauses out of it where they're just walking for like 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> but, uh, but man, when those dinosaurs show up, oh. Um, and I like how the movie starts off with like, you know, it, like a teaser of the dinosaurs you're going to see. <laughs> like, 
it shows like a shot of space, but then there's like a dark blue drawing of like, you know, the stegosaurus and the T-Rex and a giant spider. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me wonder what the original script had in it. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the spider does show up, but it's like, it's, it's like a foot. Right. Like spider. Like it's, it's about as big as uh, the lady's afro. <laughs> like, <laughs> runs from it. I know. I was really expecting like a gigantic spider. Yeah, like Wild Wild West kind of spider. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd been sweet. But uh, but yeah, we find out uh, there's a spaceship just flying around. Um, immediately they have to emergency evacuation, um, and then pew, it's gone. And like, there's the one little ship that uh, you know uh, crash lands on this planet uh, right in the middle of the lake. And I love how when the ship is sinking, it all the music in this is like synth fart noises. <laughs> well, and they forget the radio, and they have to go back for the radio. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, um, it, it's an excuse for the guy to take off his shirt for the rest of the movie. Um, you know, they grab the laser, but it gets wet. You know, the worst worst design of a laser in the history of the universe right you don't have a waterproof laser so uh we had the laser but unfortunately it got wet oh bad well and there was also the one lady that got to take her uh her shirt off yes. and to go yes. chasing after and then immediately get eaten by something we just see yeah, like a... and i still want to know what that was so yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like a tentacle or something loosely, right? loosely following earth's history in theory um, it should have been some sort of, you know, reptilian sea monster that lived alongside of the dinosaurs, but why they couldn't have just added that in there. I needed to know what that was. Octopus? Yeah, there we go. Nautilus? Some sort of cephalopod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Oh, I know. It was uh, the prehistoric shark with the, uh, the roll-up jaw. Oh, yeah. His name. Before dinosaurs, unfortunately. Well, uh, as as we'll discover, the dinosaurs in this movie on Earth did not all live at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So, the dinosaurs the history of this planet. Yes. Follow a different time plan. Hmm. It could have been a creature from the Black Lagoon, for all we know. They got right? that. Uh, yeah, right. That's the wonderful wonder of sci-fi, right? Exactly. And um, this is where we get the first of many, many, many walking scenes where, uh, you know, there's walk single file through the, the woods of, uh, I, I'm assuming, the Inland Empire somewhere. And <laughs> oh, that's right. They they gave the laser to the one girl and uh, like, wait, you gave a weapon, a weapon to a hysterical civilian? Why would you do such a thing? And they're like, yes, I'm sorry. It was a poor decision. <laughs> and that's when she got it wet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then there's more walking and uh, and a lot of like uh, day for night filters where it's like obvious, like you look at the people and it's like, oh man, they're getting some serious moon burn off this <laughs> shooting this day. You know? I've actually watched the movie to see if they're walking in the same area over and over and over. Um, but yeah, they do just so much walking. Yeah. And, and it is pretty similar looking places until they start climbing the rock later in the movie. But it's like, all right, all right. Set the cameras over here now. Okay, walk through, guys. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to have you walk through the other way, but I'm going to put the camera over here. That's right. Now it's night. Black filter. 
the darkest night yeah and then um yeah i think like the first morning uh that's when uh jim the outlook or whatever comes and wakes the guy up and he's like we've got company and they go check it out and we see our first full dinosaur it's a brontosaurus or a patasaurus maybe i don't know expert well it's it's credited as brontosaurus so uh yeah and probably brontosaurus is a patasaurus so choose your own ending there nice and then they're uh okay they like wake up the rest of the team and i don't know show them real quick like all right we got to get out of here um and then they start seeing these giant footprints of uh essentially we find out probably a t-rex you know the three sorry the uh three-toed uh oh my god footprints yeah or i guess okay so dinosaurs are they they technically three-toed or four-toed because they typically have like the little thing on the the back heel like a bird yeah so uh, so dinosaurs start out with five digits on their feet but their thumb is vestigial like it is on a cat on a cat oh okay then um you know like on your cat's forelimb you find a claw like halfway up its wrist yeah that's its thumb claw and then it's got four so a dinosaur has a vestigial thumb or big toe uh that doesn't touch the ground and then toes two three and four the index middle and ring finger touch the touch the ground and meat-eating dinosaurs have completely gotten rid of all the digits on their pinky. They still have a wrist bone from their pinky, but yes. So meat-eating dinosaurs and some plant-eating dinosaurs had three toes. The way you tell the difference is a meat-eating dinosaur track is longer than it is wide, and a plant-eating three-toed dinosaur track is wider than it is wide. Is that for, uh, for speed, probably? Just the... Yeah. Yeah. And just the way they're way they're made. So when we see this oh, track, we know immediately that that's a meat-eating dinosaur, you know, if they had paleontologists along with them. <laughs> but at the same time, when they saw the brontosaurus completely stripped of flesh, they should have known they were in trouble. Um, and another quick question that since you bring that up, like if they had um, an expert, um, what were these people doing in space, do you think? Well, they they say they say they were researchers because like half of them were they security were company. Yeah, yeah. There was some corporate stuff going along, so they could bring you know their secretaries. Um, yeah. you know, I just I don't know. Yeah, like I'm even trying to think like along the lines of like Alien, which would have come out around this time, and it's like okay, yeah, you got like the one that's like the yeah. manager, the one that's the captain of the ship, you know, the the corporate right. blah blah blah. But it's like. Where, where were they going? I, I I don't think they explained that in the first part. So the alien, the original alien, the reminding crew coming yeah. back. Yeah, this one, was, I don't know, it was definitely like a corporation because they had the two ships and then one of the ships blew up mysteriously and that's why the second ship had to land. Yeah, but and, and, but, but, but the Harvey character, he's vice president of Spaceways Incorporated. Yeah. So, you know, evidently he's the boss of the company. So, of course, his ship breaks down and he pays for his corporate crimes. Yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, so they uh, see the footprints and then they immediately see a, like, half-eaten brontosaurus. And uh, they're like, all right, we need to get out of here because whatever ate that's got to be nearby. <laughs> and uh, they start walking and they see the deadly predator stegosaurus. Ah! 
Okay, probably not what ate the brontosaurus, but you know, <laughs> you know they just kind of see it and they're like, oh, that's a that's a weird creature. Okay, keep walking. <laughs> Meanwhile, lots of interpersonal banter back and forth as they argue. Yeah, there's a lot of just drama of like, and a lot of drama of like, well, okay, it, they land on this planet. They don't know if any distress signal went out or if anyone's ever going to pick them up. They don't know really even where they are. They don't know what's on this planet other than things that appear to look like dinosaurs on Earth light years away and, you know, hundreds of millions of years ago. So they're like, yeah, we, I, I, if we have to stay here, we just have to figure it out. But of course, they have clashing ideas like, well, we should just, you know, set up camp here. Like, no, we should set up camp up on the plateau and I should be in charge because I'm the biggest and the strongest. And, and I don't know, we can't we all just get along like like that kind of stuff. But it's I don't know, not not until the end. They get there at the end of the movie, they come full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are yeah, they are unified there towards the end, that's true. But as as far as movies go, you know, of course you should reach, you know, the high ground is always a good place to start. Oh if, yeah. If in doubt. Yeah. In fact, let, let's uh I mean there's just a lot of walking back and forth. Like half of my notes in this are all right. They're walking again. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, but when the dinosaurs actually show up and they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." After they see the uh, stegosaurus the first time, um, I, I don't know. Uh, one of the doctors goes to like check for some food or whatever, and she runs into the stegosaurus and is like, "Ah!" and like runs away. But then like runs the stegosaurus right to uh the the t-rex we finally see and he's uh you know uh, kind of pimply like uh i guess for the scales that kind of look like little little ball bearings almost but yeah they definitely gave him a uh, very textured look yeah. yes and, and way too big right i mean we actually do have skin from t-rex and it's more like um the scales are basically about the size of m&ms Oh really? Okay. So here and there, you know, it it, de- it depends on what what part of the body you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. But better. you know, I mean, you still have to you have to import <laughs> all those scales on this clay model, um, and then make it move. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. But but yeah, we get the battle between the T Rex and the Stegosaurus, and like uh, I guess the girl was running away. She like dropped the laser, and uh, the guy with the mustache has to like dive in <laughs> to like get it like. Acts like he's like interacting with the dinosaur stuff too. Like the tail swings by and he's like, ah, backflip, like out of the way. Yeah, pretty sweet little scene. But um, but yeah, basically they uh, get out of there. That Well, the T-Rex like bites the head and just take that. And that's when they said, all right, we need to get to the high ground. That's going to be the safest spot. Um, and then we get some stupid stuff about Harvey, the uh, the business guy. He's like, all right, you you take care of me or I'll dock your pay. And they're like, yeah, dude, we're not concerned with that anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, so Harvey and uh, one of the other girls, they like, I don't know, they, they find this cave um, and they like climb up it and they immediately like find some eggs. And he's like, oh my gosh, these are like ostrich eggs. We'll be able to eat omelets for a week. This is going to be great. And then. Uh, you know, uh, that can be a good sign. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would they just leave these eggs here in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> and then uh, I, I'm assuming Mama Triceratops shows up and is like, ah, what are you doing? And so, then, uh, 
It's supposed to be Styracosaurus, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's it's actually it's bad for a Styracosaurus. Also, um, I'm not sure exactly what I would call it, but yeah, I, I think Styracosaurus is the closest thing to it. Yeah, so it's dinosaurs related to Triceratops that went extinct before T. Rex shows up. So this is some sort of Centrosaur, and I believe Zerkus called it a Styracosaurus, but. If so, he did a poor job. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't have the uh, the the family tree of uh, ceratopians like there at the Museum of Natural yeah, History. At, at the same time, you know, he should have known this dinosaur. It's been around <laughs> way before he was born. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, the Styracosaurus is like chasing after Harvey. He's like, ah, fuck. Um, <laughs> all right, it's the high notes. King with the high notes. All right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but uh, unfortunately, he runs. He's, he's got the laser in his hand, but he keeps running, and he gets right to the edge of a cliff. And he's like, "Okay, what now? Uh, I guess I'll start firing at it." Pew, pew, pew. Maybe you know, shoots like a stormtrooper, just wide right every time. And he ends up getting gored and tossed off the edge of the cliff. Uh, fantastic. And I believe Wilhelm scream right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, always a nice touch in any movie. Uh, I'll, I'll say it here and now. But, but I also like, okay, so they're like, oh, Harvey. And then easily they cut to the funeral and it's like the 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 rocks, like, you know, like the mound of rocks or whatever. And it's like, <coughs> well, that makes sense. He was probably halfway in there. So, yeah. <laughs> Save some time. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. This is where, uh, yeah, they start fighting about, like, whether they're going to, like, just try to hide from the dinosaurs or uh, Jim, like, the security guy who was, like, the, the cannibal in the hills have eyes or whatever. He's like, uh, no, we must teach them, like, wolves. Wolves learn to be afraid of men because we killed them so much. And I'm like, is that how it worked? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I mean, they're, they're a lot bigger, so. Right. And then, yeah, we got a nice little montage of them uh, setting up a base camp and, like, making weapons, you know, you know uh, whittling spears and whatnot. And then uh, this is where one of the girls uh, wanders off and sees a giant spider. Uh, but the hell of that, she's like, ah, it's coming right for me! And she just, like, slaps it away. And then uh, Jim or whatever is, like, Johnny on the spot with spear and just, like, spa right yeah. there next to him. He, he expands some anger there. Yeah. It's like, take it, take it, take it. And then, okay, then we get to one of my favorite scenes of this movie that isn't dinosaur related. Where they celebrate, I guess, their their first kill of a, a spider and like the base being built. And, you know, it's just a great day. And they make, uh, they apparently had time to make some sort of, I don't know, pruno wine or something that smells oh, like yeah. frog butts or something. And they never eat the red berries, right? Yeah. Uh, something... Somebody fermented something, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is how they all die, right? I've seen Naked and Afraid. I know how these things end up, you know? But, okay, uh, uh, Dr. Lowen, have you ever seen the show Naked and Afraid? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Otherwise, take it out of context, that sentence might have been really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they uh, start drinking it, and of course, the one girl gets up and starts doing the dance of desire. Ooh. And then they all start, uh, you know, singing like, 
Happy New World, and all acquaintance be forgot. Na, na, na. <laughs> but yeah, by the end of the song, like, everybody's crying. Like oh, this is it. Uh, we should just end it now. No, it's it, it's a very somber tone by the end of that scene, which yeah. is I don't know, kind of a weird choice. Like starting off with like the the belly dancing and all that to end with that. I don't know. But uh, we wake up the next morning. And uh, one of the girls is going to find Chuck. He's the guy that has no shirt in the whole movie. Yeah, shirtless Chuck. And he's uh, setting up this, like, um, the, the, like, reflective blankets or whatever. So in case somebody flies over, they'll see well, where they're in space, so he's got the space blanket, you know, so of course. Oh, yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah, but it's made out of, like, an obtainium or something, because he talks yeah. about how he used to eat it as a kid. It tastes bad. Some yeah. dinosaurs won't eat it. Yeah. That's like, is, is this the future equivalent of eating lead paint? <laughs> I mean, this would explain a lot about Chuck. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, oh no, it's a T-Rex. <gasps> but of course. I this... think this one's Allosaurus. Oh, it's a different one. Oh, I, I always thought it was the same one, but does he have the, uh, uh, the three claws? He He's got three claws. Oh, okay. Then yeah, definitely uh, the, the state fossil of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the it's the most common dinosaur in the Cleveland Lloyd Dinosaur Quarry. Yeah, yeah. In our state right. fossil, of course. Yeah, that's a that's a amazing old trip. Yeah. It um, is weird that uh Utah's state uh I was gonna say state bird, oh my god, state dinosaur isn't the Utah raptor. Well <laughs> it was it became our state fossil before uh we found Utah Raptor was found in um ninety-three-94. Oh, okay. I Just believe <laughs> that Allosaurus was a state fossil first. But um, I, actually, yeah, so one of them is our state fossil. The other one's our state dinosaur. Oh, okay. okay. I think that's been rectified more recently. Um, yeah, so yeah, but yeah, the Allosaurus pops out. Uh, but the Allosaurus's one weakness is a pile of dirt being thrown in his eyes. <laughs> It works in every movie too, right? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> what what if in uh, Jurassic Park? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it works for Indiana Jones, you know, in the fight underneath the airplane. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hit him a little dust, and then wait for the propeller to take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, like what if in like Jurassic Park is that like you know the flares with the motion or whatever? It was just like. Somebody spraying a Capri Sun or something like in the T Rex's eyes. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, eventually they're all running around. Um, I don't know. Chuck uh, tosses a spear and like hits Allosaurus in the back, and then like I don't know. Jim comes in and like scares it off with a laser. Because yeah, the yeah spear can kill it, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No, we gotta chase it now. Get it while it's hurt. This is our land, and blah, blah, blah. We'll take it over. And so, yeah, they get like a little search party together. They're going out hunting for this thing. And so they run into what look like maybe two oviraptors or something. I guess that's what they are. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like... They're very flexible. Yeah, they're like snakes with legs, basically. <laughs> they're very claymation oviraptors. Yeah. Which don't have teeth, right? So... You know, it's like a big ostrich. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then the whole team of six or seven of them end up killing one of them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we did it. Oh, take that world. Um, so I mean, we how human them. of them, you know, they land on this planet and subdue whatever they find, be it spider yeah. or T-Rex or. Wait, sometimes you got to take the small victories, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so we get more walking, more drama. Um, I don't know, the, the captain or whatever, like the leadership's being called into question. Uh, I don't know. And then the T-Rex shows up and just blasts through their home stockades and like eats the, the dancer girl. Um, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> all that worked for nothing. Ah. And so the next morning, basically they wake up and like, all right, well, I guess we'll just have to attack its lair. And that's the only way we're going to, you know, be able to handle this thing. So yeah, they almost immediately find this super stinky cave and they're like, all right, that's got to be it because no other caves stink that way. <laughs> like that's where he takes all his dead bodies. How are we going to kill it? Well, we got these poison berries that we found the other day. We could like dip our spears in them or something like, no, 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 that's stupid. Okay. Um, how about uh, we just surround and club uh, Kentrasar? What? Well, it's... It's supposed to be Polycanthus. So oh. it's an ankylosaur, which is even heavier than Kentrosaurus. Oh. Uh, so, I mean, what's what's amazing to me is they the four of them carried around on poles. You know, yeah. obviously they were carrying nothing, and they were, you know, the claymation dinosaur. But, I mean, that dinosaur would have been about two tons. Yeah. How they would carry it over there, but. Yeah, they were about 600 a person. Yeah, that's yeah. a. That's quite a quite a job for a pallbearer, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just looking at it, you know, it's it's huge. There's no way they can carry that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they uh they get this dinosaur. Um, they basically decide, hey, we're just gonna stuff it with all these berries and just take it to the cave, and then uh, you know, he'll eat berries. It. Yeah, exactly. And bada bing, just wait but it how out. How do we know it'll leave its scavenge? What if it only hunts? Well, I thought this through because oh crap, there's the T-Rex right there, right behind us. <laughs> That's basically it. And then yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're running from him, and he ends up looking eating the dude with the mustache. You know, no great loss, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ah, hey, we got a few more of uh, guys like him still. We'll be all right. All right, we're down to like five of us, I think, at this point. And they got a new plan. Okay, remember those steaks we made the other day? What if we just use those without the poison berries on them? <laughs> or, or no, we, we make the giant steaks and just uh, have them chase after us, and you'll just kind of run into them willy-nilly. They are made out of clay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little stronger than clay, at least to a certain point, I guess. But um, Yeah, so they basically, uh, the, the leader guy, what's his name, Lee or whatever, he goes and he's like signaling the T-Rex with a mirror, like trying to get its attention or something. And I'm like, there's no reason to, you can just say, Hey there, you know, but <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, leads them. And, uh, and then another dinosaur kind of like shows up there, like to ruin the plan. But I think, I think it's Allosaurus again. I, I'm yeah, not, okay, yeah. I mean, one of my biggest criticisms is, you know, Zerkus knew the difference between, Allosaurus and T-Rex and all these dinosaurs. But like they're so poorly done. 
Like we knew what all these things were like. He should have made them different colors of clay, if nothing else. Yeah, at the very least, right? <laughs> I digress. Yeah, but um, but it really doesn't matter because Allosaurus or whatever the second one that came in is like instantly killed. Like, <laughs> like before it can even like really squawk at it or whatever, it's like <laughs> dead. Hung, like flung body just flung the side. Which is probably and, the most realistic thing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. T-Rex versus any other predator. It's going to go down like that. Oh, okay. So that's where uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World has it down, where the fights are done in like three seconds. It's not like a They Live style eight-minute rumble in an alley or anything like that, right? Probably. Right. At, at least T-Rex versus Allosaurus like that. You know, it's just like that giant head grabs it by the neck and crunches its neck. Done. Nice. But they still have pointy sticks. <laughs> Pointy sticks. Yep, they saw their pointy sticks. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and while the T Rex Men Distractor or whatever, Lee get, goes back to base camp and he's basically like, hey, guys, I know where it is. Um, I think the plan's totally going to work. Let's go do it. Okay. So they all go to the cave again and they call out the T Rex and they spear a bunch of times and then they run, run, run for like five minutes. And then, yeah, the T Rex is uh, chasing after him and just runs right into like this giant 30 foot stake they have perched up spears them right through the lock and then uh falls over and everybody's like where's jim where's jim where's our big strong garden and then you hear from under the t-rex i'm down here <laughs> so they get him out there he's fine and now we can make a new world and then we cut to three or four years later, maybe, because there's like a three or four year old kid running around. And, and Jim's beard is white. And yeah. the uh, shirtless guy has a beard now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and like, really, oh. there are no other dinosaurs. They killed all of the dinosaurs that were on the planet, which were like five. Yeah. And now they live happily ever after. Look, humans make a massive imprint when they, oh, yeah. uh, when they set up a civilization. Yeah, for sure. I was waiting for their houses to be made like out of like the bones and skin. Kind of, like, sure. yeah, absolutely. yeah. It'll be like those uh those photos from when we almost wiped out the uh, the bison exactly. the mountains of yeah. skulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, they're there, they're like, you know, getting water out of a stream and uh they talk about like, oh man. I didn't. I couldn't finish all that swamp monster we had last night, or something like that. And it's like, yeah, they're they're flourishing now, guys. Like, look, they they've evolved beyond clothes. There's one child amongst the five of them. Uh, don't don't ask how the pairing up goes. <laughs> Someone's being left out. But um, yeah, roll credits. That's a uh, planet of dinosaurs. Planet of exactly five down to zero dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, uh, Dr. Lowen, would, would you recommend this movie? <laughs> if you're a dinosaur fan, sure. But I would recommend watching it on Amazon Prime so you can fast forward because there's a lot of walking. A lot, know, lot of walking. Yeah. Not that I would uh, endorse drinking, but if you wanted to have a drinking cane, <coughs> every time you pass that peak of rock in the Vasquez Rocks, you know, you could have a drinking game based on how many times they pass that point. <laughs> It, which is a lot, you know. You'll recognize it from Star Trek and other movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is where the Gorgons live. Yeah, 
Uh, is there another dinosaur movie, uh, obviously besides Jurassic Park, that's the obvious one, but like another dinosaur movie you would highly recommend people to watch? You know, I really enjoyed Jurassic World. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, I think that was a good reset to the entire franchise. Um, I like the first half of Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I mean, they're all good. Any movie that has dinosaurs in it. I mean, there are some that are bad. I don't know. I mean, foundational, you know, is the mockumentary uh, Walking with Dinosaurs. You know, yeah. that's, that's made in 2000 based on things we knew in 1998. And it still holds up today. It's, it's an amazing, you know, if you can watch it with Kenneth Branagh narrating, that's it's a pretty amazing series. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen a uh, baby secret of the lost legend yes okay that, that was one i had growing up as a kid and we, we, we've done it on this podcast it's uh it's questionable at points but thoughts on that one i mean you know every movie with dinosaurs is good yeah yeah there we go how about you babe would you recommend planet of dinosaurs yes but watch the rough tracks version yeah, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. The Rift Tracks is the way to go for this. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have fun facts and what we learned Woo! from Planet of Dinosaurs. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits, buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at Untidy Venus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? 
most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games, mm-hmm. music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one. Music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just. Oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say, ah. Yeah, all that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't run the listeners away, Peach. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grace and Frankie. Uh, Monroe Kelly in Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone that you are truly loved and appreciated. You truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course, always keep on busting. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, this is the greatest ad that I've read in the history of adding. Oh, so sorry. Get better every week. That's right. And uh, on top of that, guys, if you're in Utah, go check out the Museum of Natural History. I mean, I we talk about the Eccles Dinosaur Park and everything here in Ogden all the time, but I guess we talk about the Museum of Natural History a lot too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you've heard about our dinosaur diamond trip and stuff we went on. There's stuff to do here in Utah, especially if you like dinosaurs. Check it out. Make it a trip. Um. Would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? Only if they're fun facts, super fun facts, because of fun, fun facts. <laughs> All right, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, there was only one critic review for this movie, and it was negative. So, <laughs> you know. But what do you think the audience score is for Planet of Dinosaurs? The audience score. Let's see. This could be the people who jumped on to Rotten Tomatoes to review this movie. I'm gonna have to go with my classic, very generous 17 person. Doctor Miller. Uh, again, since nobody saw it in the theater, um, <laughs> anybody who's going on there is going on there to give a review. So you know, I don't even know. 40. Uh, I think you're slightly close. 31 percent with the audience. So. Yeah. I mean, it's old enough. I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is a good. Um, if this movie came out today, my. Yeah. <laughs> Who would star in it? Who stars as Jim and Ann? <laughs> Let's see. You gotta get Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, there, no, nobody's signing up. For Obviously, this movie. Jim has to be Jim from The Office. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was <laughs> extras, you know, on a back lot. I think that's what they did this time. Yeah. For the first Who do we time. have that's around or under contract already for something else? Yeah. Who wants to go hiking this weekend up in uh, Ventura County? 
Do we steal all those kids from Stranger Things? Maybe we can get them <laughs> in on it. Yeah. Did they hike? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the original script was written in three days and the script was not finished when this movie was cast. So the people who auditioned for the roles had to do monologues for the auditions. Okay. <laughs> uh, apparently uh, Louis Lawless, who played the, the leader uh, Lee or whatever, uh, his Canadian accent was reportedly so thick that it was difficult to understand many of his lines. So the director himself had to dub uh, it, the, dubbed with his own voice in post-production silly yeah. <laughs> that's so bad we really got to get off this plateau eh? yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. the boot time but you got to know me eh? <laughs> uh, the filmmakers initially wanted to do an attack scene with a pterosaur but had to give up that idea because the budget would not allow for it Oh, here we go. Uh, the dinosaur that Captain Lee uh, encounters near the end of the film when he's trying to get the T-Rex's attention is based on uh, Ritosaurus, the fictional dinosaur from the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, uh, where uh, Ray Harryhausen visited the studio during production and gave his consent for the creature's cameo. And so I guess that Beast from 20,000 Fathoms was immediately killed by the T-Rex. Yeah, so this uh, Zirkus was a big fan of Harryhausen. Oh, so a lot of the stuff in this movie are homages, so that that makes sense. So evidently, it's not Allosaurus, even though I mean, how would you know one dinosaur from another in this movie? But um, true, true. yeah, that's interesting. Nice. Um, <laughs> you mentioned this was released in 1977 uh, with another movie. But two of the posters for the film included spaceships from Star Wars. In one, the Millennium Falcon is shown partially submerged in the ocean with a dinosaur behind it. And in another, an X-Wing, but with the two top wings removed, is shown flying over dinosaurs. Um, obviously, neither ship was in the film because they didn't have permission. <laughs> That's not so they could do that back then. <laughs> I guess nobody's going to sue you if you don't release it in the theater. Yeah, exactly. Wait, there's a what now? A dinosaur movie that has our things in it? That can't be right. Uh, while the film itself is considered something of a landmark in the science fiction film genre for its uh, outstanding stop-motion effects, one of its most notable aspects is the character Derna, played by Derna Wild. Uh, her sultry and sexy characterization earned her a cult following by, beyond the film itself and inspired Washington State University English professor Michael... Uh, Delahoyd to write and present a humorous poem entitled Ode to Derna in celebration of the character at a screaming uh, sorry, at a screening of the film held in 1998's Rocky Mountain Modern Language Association Conference in Utah. Oh my. Wow. What the hurt? I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's a lot to take in. Um and the last one I have is, uh, as you mentioned, it's filmed in Vasquez Rocks National uh, uh, Natural Area Park, uh, the same place where Captain Kirk battled the Gorn in the classic uh, Star Trek episode arena. So there you go. But we've reached the most important part. Oh, my. On top of all the amazing stuff Dr. Lowen has shared with us about dinosaurs, what did we specifically learn from the planet of dinosaurs? Uh, Dr. Lowen, would you like to go first? Don't spend all your budget on on special effects. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ben? 
you can never be the leader of the group if you're not wearing a shirt. Ooh, good point. Good point. <laughs> um, I learned the best way to avoid a T-Rex is to throw dirt directly in its eyes. Oh, that's a good one. However, getting close enough for that to work usually is too late. Yeah. Um, and I also learned you never give a we- uh, weapon to a hysterical civil- civilian. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't talk today. <laughs> Maybe something about the high ground. <laughs> I was just thinking with this Star Wars tie-in as well. It's like, I don't know, something, something high ground. And <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's fun is watching uh, the movie The Impossible, um, you know, with a bunch of students who've only experienced Star Wars. And seeing you and you and McGregor talk about the high ground, you know, in a tsunami. It's always yeah. Good. Oh man. <laughs> All right. So I have to ask, with this uh, cinema class that you teach, or whatever, what are some of the other uh, movies you guys watch? Is it like one a week or something? Or yeah, one a week. So let's see. We watch The Core, San Andreas. Oh hell yeah. The Impossible, and then Dante's Peak. <laughs> Twister. Oh my God. Uh, Marky Mark and the Perfect Storm. Uh, Deep Impact, but we watch Armageddon in class. And then 2001's Evolution. Nice. Oh, sounds sounds perfect. (laughs) Alpha. uh, Jurassic Park, Day After Tomorrow. Contagion, The Martian. Nice. What are you going to add? Moonfall? Uh, you know, The Martian's so good. We just, yeah, Mar- Martian's a little better. Yeah. Martian's probably the best, uh, the most scientifically accurate, uh, other than The Impossible that we watch. Yes. Excellent. Well, Dr. Lowen, thank you so much for joining us here yes, on Everything I you. Learned from Movies. Uh, again, I apologize for all the, the coughing and stuff I've been doing, trying to talk. We've and, been doing. Yeah, we, we've been doing, but... Uh, we really appreciate it. Yes, um, thank you so much. Again, where where can we find your stuff? How can we contact you? How, how... Uh, you can just contact me at the geology department at the University of Utah. Uh, you can find me on their um, page. Just Google me. You'll find some links here and there. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, Lowen L. Uh, sorry, L O E W E N. If you're if you're googling them, right. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, wait, did I say it right? I was thinking it right, I swear. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Uh, Nate, are you on social media at all? Uh, yeah, you can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. It's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. I sell my goods and wares over at untidyvenus.etsy.com and at the local artisan collective in downtown Ogden. And you can join my Patreon at Untidy Venus over on Patreon for $4 a month. You can join the Sticker of the Month Club. Every month I will mail you a sticker that I designed on waterproof UV-resistant vinyl with a handwritten note. Steve, where can we find you? Oh, you can find us on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. Uh, but guys, if you're if you like dinosaurs like we do, check out untidyvenus.etsy.com and all the snackosaurs that she has available. There's the dinosaurs made of snack foods. They are adorable and fantastic and incredible enamel pins. Oh, what you check mean like the marshmallowsaurus? That's right. Oh, the marshmallow allosaurus. <laughs> and the Utah snacker made of green jello. <laughs> That's right. Ugh. Yeah, so check it out at Untidy Venus. And of course, if you want to hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, we're at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. 
So yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Mark. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.